Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Mike? Did I lose Mike? Okay. I guess I lost Mike. Uh, Mitch, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. I just lost Mike, so he'll call back in. All right. Welcome to the chat room. Uh, Mr. Joe from Germany. Welcome, Joe. Nice to have you here. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Mitchell Coleman's picture that will bring you into BlogTalkRadio.com. Scroll down and you will see the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Mike, you're back hey hey all right so um before we came on and this is totally off off subject we were talking about the seattle game and seattle was losing which i'm not happy about (laughs) and mitch is talking about well they're gonna lose anyway i'm like uh don't make it hang up on you mitch now (laughs) before we get the interview started i'm gonna have to hang up on you (laughs) i'm expecting dial tone then Oh, <laughs> well, it's just the first quarter, though, right? So, you know, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Anyway, all right. All right. So, anyway, Mitchell Coleman is with us. He is a bassist. He has a brand new release, his debut release called um, Soul Searching. And um, we're happy to have you on the show, Mitch. Thank you. And uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New happy Year to you as well. well. Thank you. Now, um, being a session player, how does it feel to step out of the shadows and into your spotlight? It's amazing. Um, you know, I, I kind of liken it to a uh, sparring partner. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're doing session work, um, like a sparring partner, you can't, you can't, um, you can't outdo the star. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you kind of learn how to, how to, uh, you know, kind of shadow box with them and, and, and just do enough to, to increase their skills, but. Um, now that I'm doing my own thing, you know, I can kind of let the guards down and, and to let it all go, you know. Wow. So that's awesome. Your debut project called Soul Searching. Tell us about this. Well, Soul Searching is um, like self-titled. It's, it's, it's a, a self-exploration of the music in my heart, uh, which I found to be a, it, it ended up being a journey of funk, actually. Um, I, I wanted to merge the love of, uh, of funk with that uh, mystique of jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came up with um, a product, a, a product that uh, actually merged the two together. The project, the project was, um, uh, it, you know, that, that merging of, 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 of funk and jazz um, has always been interesting to me. You know, I first heard that through Marcus Miller with David Sanborn, uh, and it always touched me. You know, where, where I can kind of merge those two together, and. Uh, get into smooth jazz you know now with your session work um who are some of the artists that you played with oh that that man i tell you this this thing has an amazing list of artists um from um herman hollywood dawkins who actually produced uh most of the songs on the album uh mike sutton incredible producer mike sutton um Deonja sutton 
who's an upcoming singer that you guys need to look out for <laughs> on a real tip. Um, uh, we have Darren Johnson, who uh, has played with Miles Davis, uh, and, uh, and, and the list goes on with that. Um, we had uh, Keita Matsui, who is a uh, guitar player for for everyone you can name, from Natalie Cole to <laughs> on and on. Um, we had uh, Sal Vera, tenor saxophone player, uh, mm-hmm. Tim Anderson, saxophone player, tenor saxophone player, um, the Vincent sisters, Pam and Joyce Vincent, and, and uh, they sang background for everyone. I mean, from uh, Tony Orlando and Don to, to George Clinton. Um, Gil, Jim Gilstrap, who was the, uh, the, the, the singer for the theme song, Good Times. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I hope I'm not missing anyone on this, but uh, as far as uh, the rhythm section, well, we have uh, Hiroshi Upshur. Uh, we have uh, Michael Bolivar, who uh, played sax also. I believe it was tenor sax on that. Um, we had uh, Tommy Organ, a guitar player. You know, he played with uh, Michael Jackson, This Is It Band. Um so we had an amazing array of uh, artists on this on this CD. Very cool. Now, um, Mitchell, when when you were contemplating doing your own thing and everything, now your CD is titled Soul Searching. Now, was it a thing where um, you wanted to come out with your debut CD and do your own thing, or people kept telling you, "Yo, you 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 should put your own CD out there"? How how, how well, did that come about? Yeah, it's kind of both. You know. Um, um, what I was doing, I started off after I was doing session work, I met uh, Herman Hollywood Dawkins. And, um, you know, I told him, man, you know, I got some ideas I want to put together. And uh, we kind of got together. And uh, once we heard it, you know, it was like, uh, it, it's kind of like that old commercial with the Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, I had chocolate, they had peanut butter, and we hit each other, and all of a sudden it came out pretty good. You know, they were like, uh, wow, you got you got funk on our jazz, and I'm like, you got jazz on my funk. You know, <laughs> it's very, very, really, really nice uh, uh, sound that we got out of that. Mm, okay. And it's also released on your own label. We were talking to an artist yesterday, um, Dan Siegel, about uh, his release, and it's on his own label, too. Seems like a lot of artists are going in that direction. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was in the direction of some great people. Uh, Mike Sutton, uh, I mean, you, you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you get into a business like this and you want to get with people that have been in the business for a while to give you some direction, you know, and um, I've, I've gotten great direction in that to kind of protect myself as well as um, um, how to grow in the business, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned Marcus Miller. Um, mm-hmm. and I read in your bio that um, Jaco Pastorius was a great influence on you. How so? Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when I, when I was growing up, um, you know, we had, a, we had bass players on our block. You know, it was kind of like the, 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 instead of basketball, we played bass. It was kind of a weird deal. <laughs> but uh, um, the thing to learn in that time was, you know, the funk players like uh, uh, Mark Adams from Slave. Uh, cameo, you know, uh, uh, Lewis Johnson playing, you know, if you could play uh, Stomp, you were, you were it, you know, uh, you know, stuff like that. And that stuff I learned, you know, but, but when I first heard Marcus Miller, um, I was listening to uh, my uncle Ernest Delane. Um, <laughs> he actually was playing a song on a trip we were taking um, by David Sanborn called Straight to the Heart. 
and mm-hmm. I heard that merging between uh, uh, that funk and that jazz. I was like, wow, that's 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 what I want to get into, you know. And uh, so I, I got into that stuff, and it wasn't it was it was an easy transition for me. But later, a record store guy, I don't know his name now, in, in Washington D.C., he um, he gave me an album to check out. It was Jaco Pistorius, you know. <laughs> it was called Pistorius. And uh, I didn't know if that was a bass or a piano. I mean, it was just it was just blowing my mind. And and um, and when I started studying that, it just blew me away. You know, the, the, you know. So that took me to a whole nother level of of my playing. You know, so that's the story of Jocko. <laughs> just it's an ongoing journey for that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So now um, the debut CD, Soul Searching, there are 14 tracks on this CD. And I do have my favorite. And I'm going to start with that one first. It's called Ethiopia Love. Tell me about this one. Well, Ethiopia Love, um, actually, it's about the Ethiopian people. Um, I was actually married in Ethiopia. Um, I, I met my, my wife here in, in, a, in California, actually. And um, I didn't want to, you know, to, to marry anyone without their father giving them away. So mm-hmm. we took the, took the journey to Ethiopia. And um, it was interesting. She kind of lied to me. She told me that um, it would only be my family, you know. And what happened was when I got there, it was like coming to America in reverse. You know what I mean? <laughs> the movie with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it yes. was like, I'd never been through nothing like that. I think it was like 1,500 people at the wedding. You know, it was weird. It was, it was just just beautiful. When I got out the plane up the airport, you know, our brothers were holding my hand. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, they're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people, man. Beautiful people. Because the only idea I knew, of, uh, only thought I knew about Ethiopia at the time was, you know, we used to grow up doing trick-or-treat for UNICEF, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the only thing I knew. I just see like, you know, the flies and all that stuff. When I got there, I was thoroughly, uh, uh, it, it blew my mind. It was nothing like that. Nothing whatsoever. Mm, 1,600 people? It wow. It was more than that. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. insane. Yeah, it was oh amazing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. We're talking to bassist Mitchell Coleman. His new debut release is called Soul Searching. I'm going to start with Ethiopia Love. And let me first welcome Lori to the chat room. Hey, Lori. Good to see you. All right. Here we go.
I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Ethiopia love. I love that. Like that mm-hmm. line. It is. It is. Yeah. Beautiful definitely. people, man. Yeah. That's to them. That they have my heart. That's that's definitely uh to the Ethiopians. All right. right. Now go I, ahead. I, I wanna ask Mitchell, I, I um read in your bio that you joined the uh, Air Force and you played around in uh, various contests and things like that before, uh, you know, moving out to uh, New York. You went to College of New York and you and you were an engineer by trade. So how, how has that been an engineer and, and uh, a folky engineer? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, what, uh, what happened in the Air Force, you know, you, you, you're, you're given a job to learn, you know. And um, I was going to school at the same time. And uh, but I tell you what, being, in, being an engineer pays the bills first, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it so it's easy to be, you know, be, uh, be proud of that for myself, you know. But, um, um, yeah, when I, when I got into the Air Force, um, uh, I got into, uh, you know, the talent shows that were there, the Air Force gave. And the Air Force talent shows are not no small thing, man. <laughs> you know, you have, like, you know, almost 5,000 people in, the, in an audience, you know. And, um so what happened, I started winning those, you know, with, with just bass, you know, it was, was kind of interesting and uh, ended up working with, with the showcase bands and stuff like that, the tops and blues and all that. And, and what, uh, uh, and actually from, from the, that was New York, you know, in, uh, that I was in stationed, stationed at uh, Rome, New York, actually. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I ended up going to California, you know, uh, doing some session work there. So, you know, um, it was an interesting journey. Some great people in the Air Force, man. <laughs> Amazing. Very cool. Now, and I was going to ask you about, because you, um, before you started playing the bass, uh, I read that your mother gave you a saxophone or started you lesson, a saxophone yeah. lessons. Yeah. You know, my mother, Mary Cope, if you're out there, you know, don't start crying. This ain't over. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, yeah, she gave me, uh, she would always cater to my, my passions, you know, uh, and, and God bless her for that. You know, she, um, she bought me a, a tenor saxophone. I was crazy about, uh, you know, Grover Washington and stuff, you know, and I'm sure I drove them crazy, man. But, um, yeah, <laughs> a tenor saxophone, I played baritone horn um, in school band and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah, man, it, it was the bass that, that actually just captured my heart. But, um, yeah, she, she supported everything I've ever done as far as uh, any of my passions. So when did the bass come into play? Well, the bass came into play. Um, actually, uh, I've always loved the, the sound of bass, you know, uh, especially when I moved to Connecticut. Um, my cousin, Ernest Jr., uh, Delane, Ernest Delane Jr., uh, he was an upcoming DJ. Uh, we were very young at that time, but he seemed to have every album on the planet, you know. <laughs> and uh, I would always have him make me cassettes at the time, you know, with with with, with best bass lines on it. You know what I mean? At the time, it was Cameo and you know Slave and you know Stone Jam and all that stuff. <laughs> but I would have him make those uh, those cassettes for me. And um, you know, and I got finally got an opportunity with a, a couple of neighbors of mine. Their names were Greg Carrington, who was a beast bass player. I mean, this guy was a monster and uh, uh, Kevin Weaver Bay. And uh, when I went to their home one day, they, you know, Greg was playing. I said, yeah, I would love to learn how to play bass like that, man. You know, there's just something about it. Just got to learn it, you know. And uh, so, so Kevin Weaver Bay actually showed me how to play my first song, which was um, um, a Grover Washington tune called um, um, Ah with Bill Withers. Uh, oh, my God. I can't think of the song. Um, 
I think I saw that. Was it you? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's okay. another story. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, just, just the two of us, I believe, is the name of the song. But anyway, so he, they taught me this song. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, my fingers were bleeding and, and calloused, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, I was getting the water blisters and <laughs> all kind of stuff oh, for the wow. first week. I, I, I thought about it, but, you know, I kept in there because I loved it so much, you know. And uh, so I learned that and eventually learned all the songs that I've ever wanted to play, you know. And uh, that's where it started, you know. I didn't have my own bass at the time. You know, I was just borrowing their basses and stuff like that, where actually through borrowing that bass, I wrote one of the songs on this album called Genesis. I wrote that at about 14 years old, you know, or earlier. Mm. And uh, uh, so I just had to put that on this on this CD called Genesis, the beginning, you know. <laughs> so so that, was, that was the start of it. And then, uh, uh, you know, that's how it happened. And from there, I... I um, Unfortunately, my, my parents had split up, and I ended up going back to Alabama, um, you know, to, to live with some gra- my grandparents and uh, my aunt Maxine Delane, you know. Uh, so from that point, my, that Christmas that came up, my mother actually uh, bought my got my first. Well, I better say Santa Claus got my first bass <laughs> for me, and, <laughs> and, and uh, it, it was a short neck bass. It was interesting. It was, it was a, a, a Kind of a you know not the not the the big basses you know, and I know the E was a very it made a very short thumpy sound you know so I couldn't <laughs> repeat do the songs I wanted to do so I had to play with that to detune it and do all kind of things to make it sound like I wanted to sound which actually probably helped me a little bit you know later on, <laughs> but uh, that's the story you know. Okay, and then what about the saxophone? Are you still playing that? No, I don't play the saxophone no. anymore. Just admire the guys that do, you know. Um, oh, okay. I, should get, I should get another one. I still remember that. I just don't have the calluses on the lips anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, okay. now, I wanted to ask you, you know, you were talking about, you know, writing a song at 14 and, you know, your mom buying your sax and, you know, and, uh, you know, and you being introduced to uh, the kind of instrumental music at such a young age. With the generation of society that we have now, how do you think that we can try to get younger people into, you know, instrumental music as a whole, or or just or just music and we'll play the real music, you know, because young young yeah. people now they're into drum machines and rap and you know stuff like that. They're not into the instrumental music no more, so it's like we don't have yeah, a lot of you know, know prodigies anymore. I think a lot of it's got to do with the teaching too. You know, parents first of all. You know, they have to kind of introduce the kids to music, you know, they have to play it themselves around the house and stuff. But I know at school, I was really fortunate in Connecticut, there was a teacher there that um, would, uh, would, would turn the lights out, you know, and, and, and put on the Firebird suite, you know, and stuff like that. And then you would start envisioning what was going on through that classical music, you know, and uh, that started my imagination in music, you know, so when I would hear people uh, celebrate someone doing uh uh, doing something musically, you know, it inspires you. You like, you know, you see Michael Jackson on stage and the way people react, you know, you want to be Michael, you know what I mean? <laughs> it right, does something right. to you. It, it, that is the magic that stimulates, you know, um, someone wanting to do it, you know, and if they don't get that stimulation, they're not, they're not going to even look that way, you know? So I think we need to, 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 to introduce them to it a little bit more and, 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 show inspiration about it you know don't just put it out there you know make them feel like wow this is this is good stuff <laughs> you know yeah. mm-hmm. let them know yeah. that you know it's important get them encouraged exactly very much so you gotta encourage 
and it's good, and it's good that we um, we also need more artists to mentor uh, these young oh, kids absolutely. and the younger absolutely. artists that are coming up for sure. You know, that would help as well. All right. Um, now you mentioned um, Deonza Sutton earlier, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. two have done a duet, um, a Joe Sample song. Tell me about that, and I'm going to play that next. Yeah, uh, uh, DeAndre Sutton, um, she's like a triple threat. You know, she's beautiful, she's got a great spirit, and she's got an amazing voice. Um, what I This song meant a lot to me because, um, you know, I'm one of those with the spirits, you know what I mean? And, and, and so uh, uh, I've helped a lot of people in my life, you know, and what happens is sometimes, you know, they say that the only thing wrong with being a giver is that there are a lot of takers, you know. And mm-hmm. this particular song for me meant... Um, uh, it, it kind of talks to that situation and she had her situations too. So it kind of worked out where it was like, yeah, I've always wanted that. She always wanted to do that song. And, and I love the song, you know, so we decided to just make it happen. Okay. So this is the Joe Sample and Layla Hathaway duet um, when your yeah, life was yeah. low. Yeah. So this is with yeah, Miss Deonja Sutton. Mm, very nice. All right, here we go. Thank you. Everyone 
Very nice. Very nice. When your life was low. That is with yeah. Miss Deandra Sutton. Now, who's on the saxophone? Uh, the saxophone for that is, uh, uh, man, I believe it's, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Michael Bolivar. Okay. Okay. Very Michael nice. Bolivar. You guys did a good, great job on that. I like that a lot. As oh well. man, she did an amazing job. She is, she's yeah. an amazing singer. Yeah, really. I have to uh, definitely look her up, find out more about her. Love her voice. Yeah, she's got some great stuff coming out, so definitely look out for it. <laughs> okay. Definitely. All right. Um, I want to read a review from Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride. He says, there is nothing even remotely boring about this strong and energetic set of tracks that clearly mark the beginning of good things to come for this artist and his followers. Many come to this and other genres with a skill set, but not much vision. Coleman's vision is definitely 2020, and this effort is a solid A plus one. Good review. Very good. Thank you. Good review. Yes. Awesome. So now, now that you um, you know, are not are you still doing session work? I uh, am. Um, okay. but right now we're we're just focusing on this project, and uh, right. we got a couple of other things that are coming out uh, very soon. Okay, that was my next question. Moving forward, who would you like to work with? Wow, it's a good question. Ah. Uh, Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, well, I thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. Probably someone like, you know, this kind of uh, out the box, somebody like Stevie Wonder, you know what I mean? I got ideas for the brother. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's just, you know, uh, people like that. You know, I actually uh, love to work with Peebo Bryson, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, you know, but... Um, Korea, you know, Stanley Clark and the guys, you know, I would love to work yeah. with, 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 with those people that have, that I've admired, you know, so long. Oh, well, now that you are in the spotlight, as I say, um, maybe you'll get that opportunity. 
maybe you'll get Bring the opportunity. It. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, I have to ask you about your cover uh, of Soul Searching because I saw two different covers. Mm -hmm. um, the one that I did my um, promo on. And then there is another cover um, on your that I saw. Now, was that just for the title track, or was that um, was that an um, additional no, the, cover the, that the, you guys were thinking about? The cover that you've seen first was like art. Yes. Yes, that's when I first came out. Um, we came out with that, and I had released that, and um, and I got with uh, my team uh, 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 that, that I'm working with now, America, and. Uh, we decided because it, you guys didn't know me yet, and and we needed to see me, see who I was, to put a, yes. put a face on the music, you know, and not be um, camouflaged by the art. And the art the artist was amazing, you know. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But uh, uh, we had to, we had to, we had to fix that up. That's why that that happened. Now it's funny you mentioned that because Mike and I had this conversation once before about an artist um, that didn't want their picture on the cover. Uh, and then had some other type of artwork, but we, you know, it's important. We think it's important that we see the artist, so we know who that artist is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's I mean, very. I think, I, I, I think once you've been established, then yeah, you can put the art on there, kind of, you know, represent something that you want to present in the music or whatever. Right. But, but in the beginning, I, I think they need to know who you are. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's just a marketing thing, you know. Like say, exactly. you know, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you, you go out there and, you know, you your debut CD, you just get some artwork. They're like, okay, well, you know, who is this guy? You know what I mean? And, and they just look like, right. You know, cause, because they see the nice artwork and nice music, but then, you know, they come to a concert, they're like, but they kind of be surprised to see see if you six seven or, you know, five four or something like that. You know, they, they need to know how you look. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Well, I, this is a really nice cover. I like it a lot. Um, Appreciate and, that. Uh, you have really nice skin. Now that you know, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that cover before, and I kept saying he has really nice skin. Yeah, I say that's the first time Mitchell's probably ever heard that one. You know, <laughs> he got nice skin. <laughs> I kind of had to process that myself. Like he got nice skin. <laughs> well, Mike is no different than you flirting with the female artists we interview. So. <laughs> I don't tell them they got nice skin. <laughs> nice hair. <laughs> Mitchell, you have very nice skin, and I'm I am not ashamed to say that to you. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, all right, nice cover. Okay. All right, Mitchell. I'm gonna play another song and I'm gonna let you pick it. Oh wow. Well, uh <laughs> You, you want to get your audience uh, functified right now? Sure. All right. We've got to go with flow then, you know? Flow, you know, okay. Flow is, flow, is, flow is like lava, you know, thick, smooth, and hot, you know? Just let them, let them have it, you know? Okay. Now, All before right. I play flow, I have to play prelude because it's the first track on that. So let's do prelude. <laughs> well, prelude, prelude, prelude oh. is not a song. Prelude is just a prelude. Prelude is talking about what's going on. I know. That's why I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to play it. <laughs> so explain prelude. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, prelude is uh, what it is, is a takeoff parliament. You know, uh -huh. remember parliament? Sir knows yes. devoid of funk. Yes. <laughs> well, devoid of what Sir knows is 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 kind of like his mindset has infiltrated society, you know. Okay. And I'm saying I'm keeping the funk, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back, you know. It's kind of like you know I'm holding on to it. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play prelude first and then go right into flow. All right. They're after me. I gotta get to Hollywood with this funk or the whole world. Yo, Hollywood, man, you gotta protect this funk. Here, take it. Yo, Mitch, what you got here, man? Hmm, looks like it's some funk. Here, let me put this in the player. Let's check it out.
There you go. From Mitch uh, Coleman's new CD, Soul Searching, Let It Flow. Yes. Yeah, man. I should have warned your audience to put on a hazmat suit for that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funky. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Definitely, definitely. Now, Mitch has an offer that he would like to uh, present to the listeners. Go ahead, Mitchell. Yeah, for you and the uh, listening audience, we, uh, my team put together a gift for you guys. Uh, uh, it's a download of one of the uh, the releases from the CD. Um, you can get that on uh, MitchellColemanJr.com forward slash Talking Smooth Jazz. Oh, okay, and, cool. Uh, that song is uh, just one more hit, and okay. um, you know it's a good way to start off the new year with funk. You know what I mean? Yes, That's yes. Right. And how long will that be available? Um, I, I think it's just for your audience today. Oh, okay, okay. So, for yeah. reference for the audience, today is Sunday, January eighteenth. Um, so, just mm-hmm. so you know, those those of you listening to podcasts uh, of this show, um, it's. Um, just you have that information. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's nice. MitchellColemanJr.com forward slash Talking Smooth Jazz and get your free download. Thank you, Mitchell. Yeah, uh, we'll be sure to share that on our social media sites as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that too. All right. So what's coming up for you in terms of uh, performances? Well, we're getting uh, uh, the band together now. Um, there are certain aspects of it that I'm that we're trying to get, and we actually are putting a. a a show together. Um, um, it, it, it's, it's coming. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll have to uh, uh, give you guys a message on that when we get everything prepared for that and uh, okay. put a blast out. But okay. um, but yeah, right now we're in the process of, of building the band. Okay. Where, where, okay. where are you located, Mitchell? I'm in uh, Culver City, California. Okay. Okay. Well, you're in a good, good, a very good spot then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot mm. of cats out here. Yes, indeed. Yeah. How far are you from Seal Beach? Seal Beach, about a half hour. Oh, not far at all. Okay, well, you know, if, no. I'm in Las Vegas, so if you can, if you get booked at Spagatini's, <laughs> I can definitely drive oh, okay. there for that. Hey, yeah. man, that sounds good. That sounds good. And then you can see my skin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I like that one. Touche. Touche. That's for Terry. That's funny. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, if you get booked at Spagatini's, I would definitely come up and see you at Seal Beach. Yeah. As, as long as it's a weekend, because I, you know, I work full time. Yeah, I, so. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No worries. So, um, that's a nice drive for me. I would not mind doing that drive at all. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. All right. So let everyone know where they can find you socially on, on the web. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, MitchellColemanJr.com. Um, as far as uh, Twitter's concerned, is is Mitch on the base? Okay. And um, are you of course, on... face, Facebook? Absolutely on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Coleman mm-hmm. Jr. Okay. Are you uh, on um, um, Instagram? Instagram is uh, Mitchell on the base also. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. That's where you can find Mr. Mitchell Coleman. And uh, his new release is also on his website, MitchellColemanJr.com. It's called Soul Searching. And I think you're going to like this one. So definitely support the artist and pick this CD up for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I got yeah. something for the young people if they're listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, there was an interview that was done. Uh, you remember Helen Keller, the uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner? Helen Keller? Yes. Helen Keller. Yes. yes. There was an interview, and they asked her, they said, hey, what, what can be worse than being blind and deaf? She yeah. replied, she said, having sight with no vision. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go, young ones. Sight there with no go. vision. There that you is, go. You gotta have vision, man. Have the vision. You know, that's magic. That's, that's true. So true. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Mike, do you have any more questions? Uh, no, I, I don't have any more questions. And, you know, no, I'm, I'm done with that and this skin and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> All right, Mitch, Mitchell with the beautiful skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else after that. I'll uh, take a fall on that, okay? <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> I guess I'll never live that one down. Okay, that's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and see, I ain't going to make it, but anyway. Yeah, we gotta oh, okay, anyway. see? I'm not gonna see, there you, you know, go. I, I really am. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. I'm standing by my... my uh, my pro, my my uh, this my pro proclamation that you have nice skin. I'm standing by that. Okay, well, whether Seattle wins or not. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. You guys have been great. I really appreciate it. Uh, happy New Year to you and your audience. Really, really. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You too, Mitchell. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. That was bassist Mitchell Coleman Jr. His debut CD is called Soul Searching. You can find that on his website, MitchellColemanJr.com. Follow him on Facebook, on Twitter at Mitch on the Bass, and on Instagram at Mitch on the Bass. All right, Mike, you have anything to add? I know you went to see Althea Renee last night. Yes, I attended the concert last night. Uh, first concert of 2015 for me. It was uh, Althea Renee. And uh, Marcus Young, Young keyboardist from the uh, D.C. area. It was a very nice show. I was uh, very, very impressed with uh, both both artists because, like I said, I've never seen them. Okay. And you enjoyed it? Very much so. Very much so. So anybody that's out there. You know, you're, you're going in and out, Mike. If it, We're losing. Anyone? You, you, you. And no, we're losing you. You're going in and out. All right. Uh, Mike? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So coming up here in Las Vegas, a huge groove is going to be at Aliante Casino on Friday, January 23rd. So if you are in the area, definitely pick up a ticket and come out and see Mr. Groove perform. And the Rippingtons are also scheduled to appear um, in, at Aliante as well. They are going to be here on February 14th. Those tickets start at $32.50 for the Rippingtons. And huge group tickets. Let me see if I can find that. No, not on the page. Uh, sorry, huge group tickets are $27.50. That's Friday, January 23rd. So if you're going to be in the area in Las Vegas, stop on by Aliante and pick up a concert ticket. All right. Thanks to Joe from Germany and Lori in the chat room. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and guests uh, as well. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. I'm going to close the show with another song from the CD, Soul Searching. This is called Genesis. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.